Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to episode 12 of the RBNY UK podcast, brought to you by Big Apple Sports Network. Um, my name is Scott Humphries, and as always, I'm joined by my very good friend Luke. Luke, good evening, how are we? Good evening, I'm not too bad. Um, uh, I'll be honest, I've not been a lot, not a lot of good stuff to talk about tonight, so it's going to be, it's going to be quite depressing tonight, I think. I'm um, often very excited for our podcast, but I think after recent results, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, 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 it's only the guests that I'm looking forward to this week, really. Yeah, we're looking so excited to the guests, uh, except we now, I think it's episode 12 now. Episode 12, 12, indeed. Episode 12, and it's a bit of a bizarre one tonight because we're going to be joined by an Englishman, he's a Red Bull fan, but unlike us, he's actually, in... no, not you. Oh, You're not a special guest. We know it'd be special. Oh, I love you a lot. <laughs> um, and it's going to be joined by the Englishman in New York, no, New Jersey. Shortly, a keep oh, keep Brian will be calling in from Fairlawn, New Jersey. Shortly, Are you excited? Oh, absolutely. Oh, I think Keith is is living our our pipe dream at the yes. minute. Uh, being able to be at all the games. But... Well, you, you you could say that, but I think he'll probably be he probably disagree out for the recent games he had to go to and the Miami game. He probably glad he probably think he'd rather be in our situation, but with that home. So, but been quite a disappointing couple of games. Let let's be quite blunt. Um, no win, no no win in the last two. And you've got a draw against quite this one's quite a poor Cincinnati team. Should probably you should win the chance that lot, shouldn't you? Right, look, I think um, I, you look at the, the game against New England Revolution losing three two. I think we've got to be really frustrated there. But um, at least at the end of that game, you go well. I didn't expect much, but to, to draw against Cincinnati, I just think yeah. it's, um, it's a moment where we really need to be worrying a little bit more. Yeah. Um... Without further ado, roll the titles. Roll, roll, roll. Got special ones today. Welcome to the RBNY UK podcast, Englishman in New Jersey. Wow. You'd like that? Wow. <laughs> wow. Feel, feel very important after that. I thought, oh, I'll get on that. I get Englishman in New York. So you sting. It's always Englishman in New Jersey. Not yeah, New what was it? Sting? I, th- I think Sting's song, right? Englishman in New York. Yes. Right? Yeah, well, guys, it's a, it's a real pleasure to uh, get the chance to actually, you know, see you and hear you and, and speak with you it's um i think oh, you've, nice. you've done you've done a tremendous job over the last uh you know uh, you know few months and i've really enjoyed seeing your podcast and um so kudos to you great job thank you very much um i appreciate you keith. keith i definitely think that you are somebody that we've uh we've been trying to get on for quite a while to be honest huh. because you really do fit our narrative quite well yeah yeah 
Um, yeah, it's. Um, I was going to wear a black armband today. Actually, that's how I feel <laughs> after the last two two games. But uh, yeah, I've been a long time uh, supporter of this club. Uh, actually, went to the very first game in when was it ninety six. Uh, I was trying to work out the other day how many home games I've, I've missed between the Metro Stars and the um, the Red Bull uh, tenure, and I think it's about seven. So um, that's not bad in 20 for whatever years it was. Right. Um, And and most of them are because of uh, illness or something. So, and, um, and I've been to, you know, a lot of away games too, but uh, um, you know, it's interesting because when I came here, guys, um, I came here in 84. Right. So when I came here, there was no soccer. We call it soccer here. I don't know why, but there was no soccer here, no football. Yeah. And you, you've got to remember that the internet and, and, and the TV channels weren't showing soccer, okay? Very occasionally, they put on the FA Cup final or something like that. Um, and so, at 96, when they all the press started going to Major League Soccer, I jumped at it and I thought, oh, well, this is going to be great, right? And uh, so, I went down to Giant Stadium in that first game and it was dreadful. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness me. It was dreadful. Um, it was um, – they had silly jerseys. They had uh, – it was a plastic turf field with foot, American football lines. Um, they had uh, every game had to have a, a winner. So instead of a penalty shootout, they had this shootout thing, which uh, had five seconds to run at the goalkeeper and score. Right, you know, and it, it, it was just a dreadful. It was dreadful. Um, the referees were even worse. Um, but it was something about it which made me go back the next week and the next week, and it and it, it did get better. Um, and then. You know, when I look at that and see where MLS is today, you know, I, I think they've done a tremendous job. You know, uh, MLS is, is it is what it is. It was looked on as a joke at the beginning. Then it became a bit of a retirement league, you know, where some aging players would come over and make a paycheck. And now, you know, it's, it's a league where players come to play and it's a league where teams across the country across the world are recruiting young players out of the league um and you know tyler adams is a, is a good example so uh it's come a long way guys definitely definitely you say the dreadful was it quite a dreadful the last game with nil nil against international oh, well let's talk about it first of all a new england new england game um yeah. i always hope we to win but I didn't expect us to win that no, game. Okay. New England are on a tear right now. Seattle and New England, uh, they're, they're playing very well. Um, I didn't expect us to win. But when we were up one nothing and then up 2-1, right, with a few minutes left, I thought, oh, I think we're going to do okay here. Um, and then just, just fell apart. And I tell you what made me very angry, more angry than the result, was in the third minute. We had five minutes of extra time at the end of that game. And in the third minute of uh, extra time, we, we were awarded a, a corner kick. Yeah. Who took the corner kick? I'll tell you. Barlow did. Right? Our only striker on the field, right, took the corner kick. And 30 seconds later, we got a throw in right by the corner flag. Who took the throw in? Barlow. Okay. Now, you don't have to be a, you know, a, a brain surgeon to know that if you only have one pure striker on the field, he should be in the box somewhere uh, receiving that corner kick. He shouldn't be the one taking that corner kick, right? Yeah. Um, and I, I got more angry about that, I think, than the last. 
because it, it was just it was bad on him, bad on the team, telling him to get in the box, bad on the coaching, whatever. Um, so yesterday, the Cincinnati game, I said it can't be as bad as that. We're going to come out fighting. We're going to come out, but oh my goodness me, we were really flat. Well, I think we had one shot in the first half, hit the hit the crossbar. Um, but apart from, I think the final statistics stats were something like twenty-four shots, only four on goal, right? Yeah. Um, but I don't know where those shots were. Um, I think they're in the behind me in the, in the on the upper tier. But but um, we were flat. We were lethargic. No energy. No. Um, there was no. There was nothing. There was nothing. Um, and it was, it was very disappointing. It was very disappointing, and I just don't understand why we at a home home game come out like that, uh, so flat, um, no ideas. Um, you know, we couldn't string up two passes together last night. It was it, it was just dreadful. So I mean, I didn't I didn't I did not start to watch it because I think it's a wonderful kickoff time here, and I was yeah. this morning. So yeah. no, I don't blame it. I will say this. Um, We've been hit the last couple of months with some very strange situations. We've had some strange time kickoff times. You know, yeah. uh, we had a Saturday at six o'clock. We had last night and a Wednesday. We had a couple of rain rainouts. You know, the rainouts, the rainouts. So we've been hit with that. Um, but I can tell you um, that, it, ironic, but yesterday the uh, season ticket holders got their renewal notice for next season. Yeah, mine. Okay, right. Um, and I can tell you uh, by speaking to quite a number of people last night who've been long-time season ticket holders, they're not coming back. They're not coming back, right? Um, the crowds were dwindling before COVID. COVID made a huge dent. Um, now we have a team that's not winning um, and people have just fed up, right? So um, I think... Forget about the, the you know, the, the, the team, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But I think the organization itself has a huge problem getting people into the seats to watch this. this film, you know? yeah. I yeah. mean, so, are we, are, do we tarps the whole stadium next year? Is that, is that the, the next step? <laughs> well, they, you know, they, they put those tarps up, which were stupid. And they said they were doing that because they're going to do construction. Right. That was the, the reason they told us. But of course, all the tarps have gone now um, and everything's empty. So um, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. But, you know, it, it, I, I will just say, sorry, I just say one thing. When we had um, Henri and Cahill, you know, uh, that was the good side back then, right? We only had two sellouts, only two yeah. sellouts, even during that tenure, okay? Um, so, so, you know, we, they brought a big, couple of big names in. Obviously, Henri was well more well-known than Cahill, but they brought, brought a player in. But we only had two complete sellouts during that time, right? Yeah. So it is a tough, it is a tough audience. It's a tough market. Um, but um, in regard to marketing and stuff like that, that it's just non-existent. You know, I think that's the thing. Like, like we got sent a kit here. Right. Um, and by the way, I, by the way, I want to commend you because you give it away if you can't comment. Are you giving yeah. away to people? I, I, that's really nice of you. I, I really commend you for yeah. that. Well, I can't use it. I'm stuck <laughs> here for now. Right. Um, and I've been I was in the last podcast, I might not probably come. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like it could change. I prefer people from America came over to England. Mm-hmm. You don't know if you saw that on the news, Scott. 
Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, this will be something. Hopefully, I ain't gonna start to slowly relax. Sometimes I might go with this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I pay a lot. We paid, I think, three hundred, three hundred dollars for a ticket. I might be able to go once or twice. Um, so I don't know if I want to next year. I haven't decided. By the, by the, yeah. By the way, the price of the ticket, right? It, it's it's probably one of the best deals. Oh yeah, um, it's not it, bad around. at all. For example, I was going to go to Miami for the game. Uh, was it next week or the week after, or whatever? Right. The, their basic uh, ticket price for a game is seventy-four dollars. Okay. For away supporters, they give us a ticket for forty-five dollars. Okay. We offer away supporters tickets for fifteen dollars. Just to tell you. Okay. So, wow. so 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 yeah, they're charging you know people in the street seventy-five dollars a game to watch that garbage. So, so uh, you know, it's um, David Beckham's racking in the money, but uh, you know, the, 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 they're awful. But uh, they're probably the worst team in MLS right now. But seventy-five dollars a game, unbelievable. It's a pity with that money we didn't invest in people who actually know how to write, know MLS. Uh, like you can't have five GPs. That'd be really handy if I people who in the front office actually knew that. Uh, <laughs> it's a, but how did they get away with it for the whole season? That's that's what we were asking. You know, they, they they did it. They got away with it. Yeah, they got a fine or anything after it. But they did it for the whole season. Did they realize they were doing it? It doesn't make sense to me. Uh, I, I don't want to be. I don't want to be too controversial here. But David Beckham. Yeah. David Beckham get yeah. get away with a lot of things. That's that's how they got, away with it. they got away with it because of David Beckham. He's David well, Beckham. Yeah, yeah, they call, money, yeah, they call it the Beckham rule, actually, here in MLS. Yes, I do. Of course, DP was originally brought in but, to Beckham. But, but one thing about Beckham... Thing, would do that. Yeah, I, I, you know, I like Man United, so I was a huge, huge uh, Beckham fan and uh, an England fan, and I, I think he was a great player. Um, better player than people actually give him yeah, credit definitely. for, actually. Um, but he was a great player, surrounded by good, 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 uh, good players. And when he came here, I was shocked when he came here. I was more shocked that him coming here than Henri, actually. But um, but he came to play, right? He yeah. didn't come to retire, right? No. He did more from the MLS in the four or five years that he was here than I think any other player has, okay? Yeah. He was an ambassador. He was on these shows, you know, talk shows and talking it up and the whole thing. Um, and, um, you know, the day he signed, they, they sold $7 million worth of LA Galaxy jerseys with his name on. Seven million. Nice. It's the most common kit you ever see in England. Yeah, now it's more Miami now. Right, David Beckham. But till Miami came in, it was David was uh, Galaxy simply because of. So I'll, I'll tell you a funny yeah. story. He, we, he, they came to uh, the first game at uh, the old Giant Stadium to play us. Um, I call it the five-four thriller, right? So they came, and um, we had about sixty-four thousand people there. Right? Now you got to remember, prior to that, most games we had. Fifteen to 20,000 people in, in a huge, you know, uh, stadium, giant stadium. So there were 65,000 people. I would say 35,000 of them were wearing Beckham jerseys, right? Uh, they, they were there to see Beckham, but the atmosphere was fantastic, right? Um, and um, I, I said to my son, who was, you know, he's 26 now, but he was younger at the time. I said, we've got to have some fun with David Beckham. You know, what do you think we should do? He says, he's just coming here for the money. So I said, okay. So we, we got a whole trash bag full of fake dollar bills with his picture on it, okay? 
And when they and we were, we were standing in the front row up by the tunnel. So when the players came out, we tossed all fake money all over David Beckham as it came out. Right, I got video of it somewhere. It was real funny as heck, you know. Uh, people were laughing. Fake money, all he's pushing off the money, and um, and of course that was one of the best games actually we've ever had, you know. And Juan Pablo and Gal um, popped in the winning goal, and we won five four. It was a, it was a heck of a game. Heck of a game, um, but he's but uh, and, and then uh, he ended up throwing my, my son his jersey after the game. So um, that, you know that was pretty nice. Um, yeah, and and when they came back, uh, UK came back to play in the goal uh, uh, in um, I think it was Panama they played. I think it was Panama. Um, we were sitting in the same places, and again he recognized me and recognized my son and threw threw him his, his warm up jersey. Uh, so he's a decent guy, decent guy, yeah. you know. Um, but I think he did a lot for MLS, actually. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he definitely grew the league in England, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, right, we should we move slightly off the depressing subject of <laughs> and yeah, um, just, I mean, play. obviously, this season's it's not going particularly fun. Minute, um, and we're all a little bit doom and gloom. I'm, I'm really, really struggling uh, with the last couple of games. I just think it's really mm -hmm. so, so poor. Um, mm -hmm. where, where are you at in your thoughts at the minute? Do we hit panic mode now? Is this uh, okay? Now we're in crisis, or is this just uh, a, a wave that we feel that we might have to ride? Yeah, I think the season's done. To be honest with you, um, if they were going to make moves, they had to do them by today. Today is the end of the transfer window. Today, so. There was a rumor that we we're going to um, give Flo Velo over to uh, uh, um, Cincinnati um, for a defender, um, but I don't think that happened. If it has, it, it's going to happen. It hasn't happened yet. Um, yeah, I, I, we do. It's interesting, you know. We I, we were talking about some of this last last night. You know, um, this club was on a roll, right? Um, two supporter shields in in five years. Had a great coach, Jesse Marsh, who I, I thought was absolutely fantastic. Um, and all of a sudden, he they take him away mid-season. I wish he'd stayed to the end of the season because I think we would have won the support shield again. They took him away. And ever since then, that time, this team has been on a downward spiral, right? Um, they put Chris Armas in there. Um, I know Chris. I've known Chris a long time. Lovely guy. But it's not head coach, right? Um, and of course, he went on, and obviously, he just got canned a few few weeks back for, uh, again. Um, we got rid of people like Dax McCarty and Sasha Kleshian and Bradley Wright Phillips and 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 Robles, and replaced them with nothing, nothing, right? You you can't take a Bradley Wright Phillips twenty four goals a season, right? And replace him with uh, Brian White or, 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 or Tom Barlow, right? Tom Barlow. You, you, you you can't do that. Right? Well, you can, but it, it's not going to work, no. right? Um, uh, I watched Bradley last week playing for crew, the crew. He, he was running around, playing really well. I, you see, I would have taken him, come off the bench last night for the last 20 minutes, for example, right? Would have been good. Um, uh, look at Mark, uh, my friend Mark. Um the, um, is he wrong? I don't uh, know. I, don't, I wouldn't say he is. I don't think he is wrong, no. no. I mean, the Jets not very good. 
just he 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 has uh, laid money that I don't mention sure how much I dislike Sean Davis. So I'm not going to talk about Sean Davis because he'll get all upset with me. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, but anyway, we, we digress. Uh, you know, and what we've done is replaced all this talent, right, with young, inexperienced. Yes, they have talent. Yes, and some of them may go on and do very well, but they're young. They're green. They don't have any experience. They, you know, it's 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 an experiment, as it were, right? Um, we have an RB2 team to do that, right? Um, and, 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 you know, Davis, Laid, Mira, uh, 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 Adams, uh, they all played on the USL team, right? Yeah. And they won a USL championship. And then they moved on to the first team. So maybe that's where they get their idea from. Maybe they, they think they can do it again. But, you know, the talent pool has gone way, way down. I mean, last night, you know, um, they're asking for the player of the game. I normally text in the player of the game. I had to sit there for 10 minutes to think, who am I? You know, I gave it to Edwards because I think Edwards is probably the last few weeks has played better than at a position than any other player on the team, right? So we have nothing. Um High expectations with a new coach this year. High expectations. Um, but it's the same thing again. You know, always saying, oh, we have the press. We have the way we play. Uh, they got to learn this. they got to learn that. they got to learn that. And um, it's just not working. And I'm going to ask you something. I'll ask you guys a question, right? I mean, Struber is an intelligent guy, right? Um, good coach. Doesn't he realize that he doesn't have the tools? Or is he just not saying it because he doesn't want to upset corporate? I, I don't understand. Because thing is, there's no doubt about it. Stuber is a Red Bull man through and through. He's Jesse Marks. Mm. Like Jesse Marks is Red Bull through and through. Fantastic. Red Bull, if you do well at Red Bull, they look after you. Like, prime example is Jesse Marks. Like, and Stuber left. Stuber threatened to leave Barnsley. Because he didn't, we weren't going to give him money. So, and I spent, I spent 5.5 million pounds on Kamala this year. So, we have spent money, but not in the right place. We've got rid of Tim Parker, which I was, I was, I was for them to get rid of Tim Parker. What the time was right. Um, but when Aaron Long goes down, pretty early in the season, we are now, it's day, it's day with Delan Dyer to tomorrow, it's soon. Today. today, today, and we still haven't got a replacement centre back. I love Tom Edwards. I, we love Tom Edwards here. Sure, I do too. He's, uh, the, he's the, not long, long, and Parker together a, a couple of seasons ago were playing like they they were going to be the, the next uh, back line for the U.S. national team. Okay, yeah. they were that good. Um, Tim had a, a little bit of a, a injury for a while, came back, but they were solid. And I was really happy with that defense. We had Kemal Lawrence, uh, and, you know, we had uh, Aaron Long, Tim Parker. We never a bit, we were never able to fill the other spot <laughs> for some reason, right? Um, I always said put Alex Mule there because he was the best, he would have been the best place, but they never, put, you know, they did put him there one, one game and he played really well, which is interesting. But anyway, um, I, I disagreed. I don't think we should have got rid of Parker. Um, He's now the captain over there. He's doing extremely well, by the way. Um, and nice guy. Um, uh, the, the the big injury to Aaron Long really hurt us this year. Um, but we, we haven't found a replacement, you know. Um, if, if I could interject a sec. Uh, the, the, 
the Tim Parker situation, I, I was, I don't know whether to say livid or, or devastated. I'm not quite sure which end of the spectrum I was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I say that Tim Parker is, is an MLS lifer. He's never going to go to Europe. He's never going to go anywhere else. He's going Correct. to start in Correct. the division. Uh, he's a New York, New York native. Uh, he he screams captain material. He screams, you know, give him a five year contract, let him retire here. Mm. Um, and I think the money we got from him as well was, was I know by MLS standards, money's money's just monopoly money anyway. But he mm. wasn't a good thing, and I just I, I just didn't understand it, especially with Long being forever linked with a move to one of many many clubs in Europe um, I thought it made it made perfect sense to build a back line around Parker uh, and then being able to keep hold of long would have been a benefit on top of that uh, and we really have paid for the lack of yeah I think that's been the biggest biggest I, yeah I 100% agree with everything you said and he walked into this new club um, they gave him a new three-year contract he's a club captain um, and they love him you know and uh, Inside story, my, my, my son, Matthew, his uh, fiance, um, uh, has got into soccer now because he's been bringing it to the games. Well, she just fell in love with Parker, right? Just fell in love with the guy. So, of course, she got his jersey and the whole thing. And um, so they bought a little cat, little kitten, and it's red, red. So the kitten's name is Parker, right? Parker, <laughs> right? Yeah. right. So um, there was a signing. He was at a signing event in a, in a, in a liquor store, actually, of all places, um, down by where they live. So I actually went to see him and have a picture of the cat, Parker, on his jersey. And, they, and, and they've signed it and everything. And um, so MSG, Messenger um, uh, Square Garden TV, did a little thing about it. And uh, so they always know now as Parker's mum and dad, cat mum and dad, you know. So, um, so she was devastated, devastated that he left. You know, absolutely devastated. But um, I agree with you. I think he, we should have kept him. We should have kept Kimo Lawrence. We should have tried to keep Kimo Lawrence because I thought Kimo was just it was tremendous. You know, um, yeah, and we've made all these mistakes. It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to anybody. Why we'd get rid of players and not replace them with anything. You know, uh, uh, money's fine. Um, but then buy something with it. Yeah, but they that, don't, that's but, what it is. The, the money's been spent, but it's been spent in wrong areas. And, and it, you know, I mean, we've we brought in this year, um, obviously, um, young lad from Celtic, Harper. Um, now, Harper obviously seems to be a, you know, a, a talent for, for, for the future. But he primarily plays in wide areas. And right. we don't play a wide formation. And you look at that and you think, well, I'm not entirely sure as to why why we've gone and put money into a, an exciting young lad when he's not, it doesn't fit what we're trying to do. Well, there's one worse than that, uh, Jurgensen. Oh, God. Good. Oh, God. We're talking about this last week. I, well, you know, I, I mean, he, he um, I, I go to all the... five million pounds. I go to all the Rebel 2 games, by the way, as well, by the way. So we have one on Friday. So last Rebel 2 game, uh, he was on the bench and he came on for the last eight minutes and touched the ball once. Right. So um, he's running around like um, he, he, he completely clueless, and he's lost some weight. So he's very thin, skinny. His shirt hangs down. He doesn't even look like a football football player, right? Um, but they're paying you know a million bucks um, so for this guy. So um, I don't get it um, unless he's rel- a relative to someone in Germany. You know, maybe that's what he is. I, I don't know. Um, but uh, 
Kamala, you know, the jury's still out on Kamala. Um, I think there's something. I think there's something. I like that. I like. I like. Yeah, let's, let's yeah, not. Well, Mark, Mark is a he's all a Rebel Two a fan with me. We sit together at the game, so he's uh, uh, and <laughs> I can't get Mark going on, on that. But um, uh, the one the one player I was very excited about was Edwards. The other guy I was very excited about was Yearwood. All right. Um, yeah. But there was some something amiss. You know, it took him five, what six, seven games to get fit enough to actually be on the on the field. Um, then we had a couple of games and he was like a red card waiting to happen. I don't know what that was all about. Um, and then the last couple of times, last couple of performances, he was just been way off. Um, I mean, last night he was just, it was nowhere. I mean, it was just, he was like lost. Um, so, you know, um, I don't know what the answer is. I, I, well, I do know what the answer is, but, but, uh, you know, they're not going to do it. Um, you know, it seems to me that corporate have decided they want to get a youth regime and build from within, right? And then anybody who's a real big star, they're going to sell off to Leipzig or, or Salzburg. Um, and um, that's not going to keep the you know the New York fans happy, not at all. I think like New York, like you look at all the New York teams, the Giants, the Yankees, mm-hmm. New York people, fans of New York sports want new want success. All the teams are successful. 25 years of that and has not helped it. Well, the, the Nets weren't for a long time, but they went out and bought some superstars and, and became yeah. successful, right? But, um, yeah, New York is a very fickle um, sports market, right? Very, yeah. very, you know, I mean, I've been at football Giants games when in the first two quarters they're booing the quarterback every time he touches the ball. All right, yeah. and then in the third quarter for a touchdown, and they're cheering, you know, for, for the rest of the day, right? So it's very fickle. Um, but there's not only a New York mentality; it's an American mentality. I can say that because I'm not American, but that you know, winning is, is very important for them, very important, right? Um, but in certain cities, it's more important than other. New York is a is a town that if you win, um, you know, the Yankees, if you win a World Series, or the Giants win the Super Bowl. Or, or you know, or they, or the Devils win the Stanley Cup. This this whole town is the whole area is alive, right? It's it's crazy, you know. You'll see everybody wearing the Devils jersey, you know, because the Devils won the, the Stanley Cup. Everybody wearing a, a Giants jersey because they won the Super Bowl. It, it just it's huge. Um, we've never had that with the Rebels, even with Henri. You know, uh, we've never had that. Um, and we don't get a lot of press. So that's the other thing. Uh, biggest one of the biggest issues I have with with this area is uh, uh, we don't get any press coverage, really. Um, no. You know, no press coverage at all. Um, you know, maybe an inch, um, inch and a half, sometimes in, in the New York Daily News or Post or whatever. But um, and the Jersey papers, they cover it, um, but they're more excited about the girls, the girls soccer than they are. Than, 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 you know, don't don't get me started on that, but. So that's a bit like it's pleasant to press because I do I lot I did quite a lot quite a lot with New York New York Times actually in my in my job now and mm-hmm. um, with media partner New York Times so I did quite a lot of them and they they rarely they report New I don't think every report on reports um, and obviously New York Times is one that institutes from New York it's like 
like the Metro Underground, these new kind of New York. Mm-hmm. And you think how many people you might pick up from that sort of exposure? Mm-hmm. And it's actually it's a bit the team doesn't help itself sometimes in marketing terms. Mm-hmm. That's safe to say that's that the blanket doesn't help itself. But I think there's a lot more a lot more to it. It's not clear and cut saying, well, the team's not doing enough. Well, not sometimes, but it's, it's a lot more complicated. But um, it's been a clear catch, click, clear catch. When, um, when we won, last won the uh, supporter shield. Yeah. A um, lot of bars going around. I think we did it in record amount of uh, 71 points or something, the highest amount yeah. of points, what I think it was, right? So all of a sudden, we start, we start, we start seeing advertisements in the papers and stuff, right? Um, and I think Red Bull's paid for a full-page color type picture in, in one of the newspapers. Um, and it got some buzz, right? Um, this is how bad it is in here in New York. Last weekend, they rented out the stadium to some foreign teams for a uh, doubleheader on Sunday. Uh, Honduras, Honduras teams, and I think it was Guatemala or something. Um, and uh, there were all out riots there, right? SWAT team, police SWAT teams had to come in. Uh, there were fights. I think there were 12 people stabbed. It was just crazy, right? The front page of all the papers. Red Bull Arena fights. Red Bull Arena fights. Rebel, Rebel, Rebel Arena. So the, the, that's the press we got. Bad press, right? Yeah. But the night before we were playing, they went and talk about the game that we, we we lost in New England, you know, three two. But a lot of press about 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 Rebel Arena, soccer hooligans, SWAT teams, police called in. Two hundred forty extra police came in, and and then the videos online. You probably saw them, right? Videos online of all the fighting and stuff. So it's it's interesting. But the biggest thing I would say, guys is is the arena is built in Harrison, which is Newark, right? There's a huge population there of soccer-loving fans, right? Portuguese. There's a huge Portuguese community. You have a Colombian, right, Mexican, whatever. They don't follow the team at all. They have no interest in it. They don't like it. But as I said, when when, when you play a, a Mexican team or a, a Portuguese team, they'll fill out the stadium. They'll come and watch it. Um, but they don't like MLS for some reason. And I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it because if you like soccer, you like soccer, right? Um, yeah. And that's your, that's your team. I don't understand it. Um, you know, the U.S. national team obviously struggles to find a, an arena for home field advantage, right? Because wherever they go, if they play Mexico, they have 75,000 Mexicans and 10,000 U.S., right? Wherever they go, just, uh, you know. Um, I went to the Gold Cup final a few years ago in Giant Stadium. There were 75,000 uh, people in there. There was about 7,000 U.S. fans, and there were 70,000 Mexican fans throwing crap at us and batteries and ice cubes and all sorts of stuff, and it was crazy, uh, it, absolutely crazy. Um, so um, f- there's, a, there's a disconnect somewhere between uh, MLS, only in New York. Other, other cities, it's not so bad, but th- there's a disconnect for the you know build if you build a stadium in a Portuguese community, you think you attract maybe go and get a Portuguese player, maybe yeah. right? Maybe sign a, a Portuguese player, maybe they'll come out and watch, right? Maybe sign a Colombian player, they'll come out and watch. Maybe sign a Mexican player, you know, they can watch. I don't know. I don't know what but I, I don't do that. Huh? 
We'll try that with Rafa Marquez. Don't get too well. Don't get me going. Don't get me started. <laughs> um, well, we're going to take a quick little break now. All right. And after the break, we'll be talking about Keith's journey from England to Ooh. New Jersey okay. and how the balls went from Giant Stadium to a wonderful home in Harrison, New Jersey, Red Bull Arena. So right. stay tuned after a short little break. Welcome back to the RMY UK podcast. Uh, we are still joined by the wonderful Steve Brown. Looking into it in a bit more detail now, uh, obviously, you know, you're not an American native, Keith, and, and we'd really like to hear the, the story of how it started, how you ended up uh, in, in America, and then how, how that first sort of nuance and, and excitement about MLS and the, uh, the Metro Star started for you. Yeah, super. Um... By the way, I'm getting texts from people saying I'm doing a good job. So I don't know. I, I didn't pay them either. So it's, it's been interesting. Um, so people are watching. People are listening. Um, yeah, I, I I grew up in Barnet in North London. Okay, um, and my ha- my home was right across the street from Underhill Stadium where Barnet played. Okay, they don't play there anymore. They pull it down. But and at night when the floodlights were on, my bedroom would light up because that's how close I was. Right. Um, so right from an early age, I was I used to go in, sneak in to practice and watch practice. And uh, and then when I was about nine or 10, 11 years old, the, the, one of the managers got a hold of me and said, if you're going to be here every night, I'll put you to work. So he used to get me putting the towels out in the, in the, in the locker room and and fill in the bucket with water for the trainer and getting the tea for a whole thing. And it was just, and I just fell in love with, with football at an early age. It was just the whole thing, you know, the smell of the liniment, you know, right, right. The, the noise, the click of the, the click of the, 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 uh, uh, the cleats or, or you know, uh, studs, you call them there, but the studs coming down to the concrete onto the grass, the smell of that wet grass, the whole thing. And then, you know, every, everything about it, I just loved it. I actually loved it. I did play a little bit. Um, I was actually, a pretty good goalkeeper um, till I broke my leg. Um, but uh, um, I used to play in high school. Um, but I my, my life took a different direction. So I went into the military when I was 16. And I was in the Welsh Guards. Uh, um, and uh, uh, so I didn't really play much soccer there. But then I, I joined the old Bill and I was a cop uh, uh, in, in London. And I did play for the police team there. So we actually enjoyed some trips to Europe for France and to Vienna and places playing soccer. Uh, but uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, but growing up, uh, my my heroes were, you know, Bobby Charlton, uh, Dennis Law, you know, Jimmy Greaves, uh, you know, those types of people, right? Um, one of the first games my father ever took to me, it took me to was the World Cup final in 66. I was 11 years old, went to Wembley. I couldn't, I couldn't see much. I was standing at the back, but I was there. So, um, it was it was just you know one of those things right um, lucky to be there. A few years later, I went to the uh, 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 European Cup final when uh, United beat uh, um, 
who was it? I think it was it. I can't remember. They, they won there. Uh, anyway, they won the European uh, Cup final. Um, and I was very upset because uh, they came out in blue, all, all blue, and they were known as the Red Devils, but they, they wore an all blue strip. I just remember that. Uh, interesting. But, um, and then I, you know, I traveled around the world a little bit and I, I met a young lady who was now my wife and, and, and uh, she came from uh, New Jersey. And so I settled here in Jersey um, and started a, a brand new career. Um, and I've been in IT. I work in the IT space. Um, I'm not a technical person. I'm an operations and, and a business development person. I run a, a, a company, help run a company here in the U.S., um and uh so made a career doing that um and um as i said previously uh, there was no soccer really here right um and then in 96 it started um and again i you know it was just it, it is what it is it, it's what we had so i jumped on board with it i really did uh all out um back in the early days the metro stars um were pretty unique i thought were pretty unique they had a, they re, they really reached out to the fan base really well they would have picnics uh, for the fans and we'd be there with all the players we sit with all the players you know um uh their families um they'd have events for the kids um all sorts of stuff i mean i have pictures of my son playing with tim howard and and uh, steve jolly and all those guys are playing hockey with them and playing basketball and and uh, Clint Mathis used to come to my house all the time. And, and uh, so really got to know um, and, and uh, you know, made friends with these, these guys. And they did a great job. It, as the club got bigger, uh, that went away a little bit. Um, um, but then, you know, we, we really didn't have much success. You know, we, we never, we never, you know, made that the mls cup now i disagree with a lot of my friends who say that the M mls cup is the most important thing you know maybe because it's the um, you know the britain me but you know i think winning the league the supporter shield is the most important thing you know and i keep telling them you tell liverpool it's not important to win the league right <laughs> right right you tell man city it's not important and it's the hardest thing to do too right but here it's not, it's not looked about that, you know, I, I look at the MLS cup as a bit of a, uh, like the FA cup on, on its day, anybody can win the FA cup. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. If you get a good run. Right. Um, I think a couple of years ago, Seattle, uh, Columbus won the MLS cup. They were the eighth seed, right? The eighth seed and they ended up winning. Right. So you don't have to be the best team to win MLS cup. Right. But you have to be the best team in a regular season to win the supportership. Right. Mm -hmm. And we won it twice in, in a couple of years ago. So, um, you know, um, we did get to the U.S. Open Cup uh, final. Uh, a few, uh, um, we played Chicago on a Wednesday night, 2,600 people, a wet and dreary night on, on, in Giant Stadium. We lost one nothing. So we did get to the final, MLS Cup final, because um, we were the Western Division champions. I don't know how I've we ended up. I've got a shirt somewhere. Yeah, I don't know how we ended up in the West, but Western, it, it was, Western Conference champions. Yeah, I, I don't know, but it, uh, we didn't play very well that day. But it was a you know great night, great day out, you know, great trip, and uh, um, so you know there we are. The uh, I think the 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 the, the organization that on the Metro Stars uh, gave up on them uh, on the last couple of years. They were there um 
we had a gen, general, a couple of general managers who were very poor. Lexi Lawless was even our man, a general manager for a while, actually. Um, and uh, um, this guy called uh, Nick Sakewich came in. Um, he eventually w left us, went on to Philly, and now he's the uh, uh, the president of the North American Lacrosse League, actually. Um, but him and I had many, many fights in his office. I used to go to his office in Harmon Cove in Seacaucus and complain, and we used to sit there shouting at each other. But but he made all these promises, right, to the league, uh, to the fan base. He made all these promises. Oh, in 30 days, we're going to do this, and 60 days later. Oh, another 20 days. And, you know, all these promises never happened. Um, but um, I was surprised when Red Bull came in to, uh, you know, buy the organization. I, I don't drink Red Bull. Um, um, I drank one can one time and it messed me up. I'm not, you know, I, I, I don't like Red Bull. Uh, my son and his friends drink enough uh, uh, you know, vodka and Red Bull for me. So, um, uh, but they, everything they've said they're going to do, they did. They said, we're going to build a stadium. They built a stadium. They said they're going to build a, again a USL team. They did that. Uh, they said they're going to do a, a training facility. I mean, I don't know if you guys have been to our training facility. Um, next next time you come, you know Fernando Ruiz is the head trainer, the, uh, the uh, kit man, very good friend of mine. Um, we can go down and you'll have a tour of the facility. And uh, I mean, they have a first class facility. You know, right? Any European team that comes here to play in the in the US practices there. Real Madrid, Inter Milan, right? Juventus, they've all, all played it. All the foreign foreign national teams, they practice there. Uh, it's it's second to none. The grass is like a pool table, right? Okay. They have five or six fields. They have a, a medical facility, uh, x-ray facility, physios, a gym, restaurant, you, you name it. These these guys don't want for anything, okay? So, they, so they've done a tremendous job there. Tremendous. Um... But as we were saying before, there's a, there's a disconnect somewhere between the, the, the organization and the fan base. And when I say fan base, listen, the people who were there last night on a Wednesday night, they're the guys who are going to go every game anyway, right? Yeah. They're going to go to every game, okay? Um, it's the walk-ups, the families, the mum and dad are two kids who want to go out on a Saturday to watch a game, right? They're not attracting those people for some reason. And if they are coming once, they're not coming back again, Right. Um, yeah. So it's 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 disappointing. Um, I don't know what the answer is. Uh, like, you know, you know, I, when I, I came over, when I, when, I, when I came to watch the game, we went mm -hmm. to the, my, I went with my dad. Mm -hmm. My dad, my dad had never ever watched MLS before. Mm -hmm. He has no idea what it's like. Mm -hmm. The one thing he picked up was was how much it was more like when you when you go to football in England, you mm -hmm. go for football. Right. But in MLS, families go for the day out. We're going for diet, we're going to have food. It's much more of a family day out when it is. Let's go and watch your football. It, it, yeah, um, I would say for the diehards, it is. I mean, just for the regular guys who just go for one game, they don't understand it. But no, for the, you know, there are some supporters groups around part of that. Um, you know, for, for a seven o'clock game, they probably start tailgating at 10, 11 in the morning. Yeah. Right, right. right? And when I say tailgating, they have grills, they cook. They drink, they have kegs. Uh, it's all a whole organized event. They have games out there. It's a whole thing. Um, and, uh, you know, by the time game time, I, I, I sometimes wonder how they even know what they're doing. But, you know, um, they, they um, yeah, the whole, whole tailgate goes on, right? Um, 
Um, so, it, it, and then after the game, they go back out there and, and stay out there for another couple of hours after the game. So, yeah, I agree with you. It's it's a, it's a uh, away trips. Um, I'm part of the Viking Army supporters groups um, now. Um, for example, a away trip to Philly, for example, right? Um, let's say it's a four o'clock kickoff in Philly. Well, we, we'll meet at eight o'clock in the morning for kegs and eggs, right? So, um, and that they'll cook us eggs, bacon, sausage, whatever, beer, and a whole thing, and have a huge party there. And then we'll get in a five, six, seven buses full of people and drive down to, to Chester, PA, um, get out of there, have a few more beers or whatever, and walk in en masse to, 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 to drink. It's a great, it's a great day out, you know. It's a great day, especially if we win, you know. Um, horrible trip to D.C. It's a four-hour, three-and-a-half, four-hour bus drive. So, you know, they're drinking all the way down. Um, they stay for the game. It's a horrible trip back, though, if you lose, you know. Uh, four hours on a bus if you lose is terrible. So, um, you know, we – I think I think a great day we had um, a couple of years ago is we went to New York City FC um, for an away game. And uh, we took about – I think I sent you a picture. I don't know if you have that. We, 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 we took about 4,000 people uh, with us. Um, and we took over and we won seven, nothing, right. Um, that was a great, great day out. Um, and, uh, um, the whole top deck of, of, of Yankee stadium was all red. Um, that one weird thing I remember that day, obviously I, I think I was actually out. I think it, I think, I think, I think I'm actually, I'm pretty much, I think might be near my, I was doing something, I think I just finished school right. and out. So obviously, I couldn't watch it. Oh boy! And I went on my phone, and I, I think a lot. I think I look. I think a lot at three nil, and I didn't. I didn't look again till the end, like two, three hours later. Right. And I saw a result, and I was like seven nil. I thought, what the, what the heck has happened here? Yeah, it was a huge event. Made BBC Sport made way over here. It was a huge event. Uh, Gonzalo Veron, uh, everybody scored. Um, Matt Miazga became a hero because uh, he went over to the, 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 the yeah, with a baseball bat, you know, the whole thing. Um, and we shot everybody up. It was, it, it was just a fantastic day out. And when I came home, uh, you know, I, I felt I went back to my childhood because, you know, I traveled all around Europe watching, watching football. And when you go to a away game and somebody a really good performance and you come and you feel so good, right? You're tired, but you're happy, right? You yeah. know, you know? And, and it was, it was just a fantastic day out. Um, we've had a few of those, but that, that, that springs to mind. Um, you know, um, we, we're playing them in a couple of weeks actually. Um, but it's a rather unique situation now because they don't have a stadium. So they've been renting out our, our stadium. So, um, quite, that's the delicious bit of irony there, isn't there? But how yeah, the team yeah. we're both about being a New York team and a Brandon City is playing more games in New Jersey this year than 
I think they're playing nine or ten, ten of their games here, more home games here yeah, than they yeah, are. We've got a photo, we've got a photo we're talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah, this one. Do you see that? There it is. There it is. It is. Yeah, I'm uh, uh, actually on the uh, on the yellow um, the yellow sign. I'm there somewhere. Yeah, that was we. I mean, I mean, that's a big away support right there, right? Yeah. Um, and it, you can see it's at the end of the game that the, the, the uh, teams come on over to uh, to you know salute us and stuff. Uh, it, it was just a fantastic day, man. It really was. Um, but it's a horrible place to play football, though. Terrible you know, place. The the field is too small. The, all the angles are wrong. Um, uh, I think referees have a hard time picking up, especially the linesmen. They have a hard time picking up the angles. You know, you put a square field or a rectangle field in an oval shaped building, all the angles are off, right? <laughs> you know, so you're trying to look for for the angles to get the flag for the offside, but the angles don't seem look uh, seem right. You know, so. But um, you know, anyway. So going back, uh, you know, became. Um, a fan. Um, I was lucky enough uh, uh, that my son, um, uh, Matthew, who when he was about three or four, started very interested in the game. Um, and I took him to, to all the games with me. He used to sit on my lap. And now he's uh, he's in charge of the supporters group for the RB2, <laughs> to RB2 uh, uh, team. Uh, he's soccer crazy, played in college. And, and uh, um, I think... Um, and then he started playing, um, so I became a coach. I got you know USF coaches uh, certificates and stuff to coach him and everything. And um, and then for the last fifteen years, I've been a, a certified referee. So I do all varsity high school games and youth games and stuff like that all, all across New New New, New Jersey. So uh, I, you know soccer is a big part of my life actually. So um, in fact, I just got my schedule. Just got my just got my schedule for for this. You know, there's a lot of games I got coming up, so uh, I gotta get fit. So, um, you know, it, it, I, I I think I, I want to ask you something because uh, I'm interested for your perspective um, from the UK. Um, VAR, VAR, right, has been has been a um, um, you know a bone of contention for a lot of people, especially in England, right, especially in the Premier League. But you know what, the MLS do such a good job with it. They really do, right? And so I just every other tournament apart from Premier League. And maybe, I just wonder maybe why. Maybe there's something we should read into it. Maybe the referees have a problem. The referees in the Premier League aren't good enough. Howard um, Howard Webb is in charge of the uh, uh, referees in in the US here, right? Yeah. Um, I know he, I liked Howard. He was a good referee for in the UK, right? Um, I don't know why they get it so wrong. <laughs> I just don't understand. It's you know, quite mind blowing. Um, I, I, I did see, I did see an announcement game. yesterday that they're actually going to change some of the rules, right, for VAR in in the EPL yes. uh, coming up, right, uh, especially with this close offside and all that sort of stuff. Oh, but no rubbish. Um, I'm not a huge fan of VAR. I'll be honest. Nineteen Liverpool missed out on nineteen points because of fingernails, right? That's what yeah. they said, right? They did the analysis of all the offside goals and everything. 19 points, you know, which is it's huge. I mean, the thing is, I think the whole idea of AI is meant to be clear and obvious. Um, well, the two things I don't like is, is you know, uh, clear and obvious, but the, 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 the uh, linesmen or AR, as we call them now, the AR, AR1, AR2, they keep the flags down. 
right, until the opportunity's over. You know, I'm a referee. If if I put my if you're offside, I'm going to put my flag up. You're offside. But now they keep it down, right? And if they score, then they review it. I just think that's a cop out, right? I mean, if, if you're doing your job, if you're offside, you're offside. <laughs> you know. I think that's, I think that's, a, that's a thing that, um, like, even I go to watch non-league football here. Like, even now, I've been out to wait until after the play's finished to raise a flag up. You're not going to do VIR normally. It's like, if it's offside, you're flag up. Like, right. it makes no sense to me. Um, and, and the, big, the biggest difference between referees here and the UK, by the way, is advantage rule. The advantage rule. They don't understand advantage, right? I've got quite a lot of games I watched. Scott's gone. Scott's having quite a few issues with his um, connection. So, okay. Which actually pop out. That's all right. That's all right. He'll be, so yeah. he'll be back soon, I'm sure. So, we'll hmm. dip moving quickly to, to talk about. Um, we're talking a bit about Giant Stadium. I don't mm. think I've been honest, I'm too young to remember Giant Stadium. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I became a fan in 2015, long after, right. well, I can't define 2013, but probably 15. Mm. So, long after Giant Stadium days. Mm. And we got a picture of you mm. here. Oh, boy. This is you in Giant Stadium. Yeah, there I am. Yep. That's you in Giant Stadium. Mm. And I also got another one in Giant Stadium. Mm. Um, my one well, gathering this is. Human Giant Stadium. No, that's in Rebel Arena. Rebel Arena. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's my mistake. It's you can tell by the Viking, the Viking Army jersey uh, t-shirt I have on. I didn't. I didn't think about that. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. That, um, I'm lucky. I'm ten minute drive from Giant Stadium. Okay, yeah. and a fifteen minute drive from Rebel Arena. So really close, right? Um, I I actually loved going at Giant Stadium. Massive stadium, you know, 60,000. And we never filled the place. The, the bottom bowl, basically, we had 25, you know, 20 to 25,000 fans in it. It was something about the place, though. I think maybe because the entrance, the players came, you know, they were sat in the front row with my son there. They, they came out the tunnel. They were right there. We were able to high-five and the whole thing. The atmosphere, the supporters group, as you saw in that picture, big, loud, proud, you know, a lot of, lot of stuff. Um, and we, we had some great, we had some great games there, you know, uh, great games. You know, um, I think um, the team of uh, uh, Timmy Howard in goal and then the back line, and you'll know some of these names, Mike Pecky, Steve Jolly, and Danny Hollandez, right? Yeah. No, none of those guys are the best players in the world, right? Okay. But let me tell you something. They played, their heart was on their sleeve. They, they didn't want to lose, um, and they played so well. Um, and uh, I used to love those guys, love those guys. My, my Pecky be, became a real good friend of mine, uh, especially with my son, um, when my son wasn't well for, for, for a while. And uh, he, uh, he went out of his way to call him and, and, and you know, all that sort of stuff. And, and for, for a five or six year old who loves soccer, that was just like, uh, you know, his idol calling him. Yeah, it's just amazing. So I've always been indebted to, to Pecky for that. Um, and then we have. A couple of great players, um, you know, uh, attacking players through the years. Um, uh, my my personal personal uh, favorite player um, is Juan Pablo Angel. Okay, uh, 
this guy was was just to me was was everything you know um i uh, of course knew one public from aston villa days right and a lot of some people knew him from columbia or everything but he wasn't heralded as a, as a big superstar when he came here right yeah. not a lot of people knew him but what a player what and what a gentleman what a guy class act oh my goodness me i just loved the guy and he scored some fantastic goals for us i think he's like the original legend of red bulls you correct but he's forgotten now and when people say where's your favorite player i say henri and they say yeah Dukev, or, or you know whatever or timmy howard or whatever if robles or bradley he's forgotten right um his name is on the ring of honor on the on the, on the stadium right uh, but my goodness he was good oh my god you know he and good we're gonna take another quick break we're having some technical issues here all right okay um we're gonna try that scott back on but not when he will be in the road we're waiting we're seeing okay. in a very quick 30 seconds Welcome back to the Way Podcast. You may notice if you're watching on the video, um, Scott is gone. You might have seen we're having quite a lot of difficulties today. Scott, intense playing out. We're not, we're not sure if it's on our side, on StreamYard, or his internet. He can't come back, but we'd like to be joined by Mr. Irving Way UK himself. <laughs> um, the original one. He's the one he did way before we did it. We jumped on his bandwagon, um, copied his name. Yeah, it's but he's like, wearing a horrible jersey, though, isn't he? He's, he's a legend. He's a huge <laughs> fan, so you're not going to get very high of that. Um, well, I think this well, might be the episode get the most guests on it, most people on it. Yeah. yeah. You're well, full I hope so it, far. Well, it was nothing I said. I hope, he, I hope he's okay. Yeah, no, he's having some technical issues on computer. He's internet playing up. Um, so we, he did that. He stepped So I think we'll see you, see you next week, Scott. Um we talked before the boat. We talked about Giant Stadium mm -hmm. and moving from Giant Stadium to Red Bull Arena. Obviously, happened in 2010. Mm -hmm. um, the first game, of course, we get Santos 3 1. Am I being correct? Uh, we won. I know that. I know Mike Pecky scored. He did. And I always think something delicious like that Mike Pecky scoring, like, like, like a legend in Red Bull world. Do you know why he became a legend, though? For winning the trophy? No. No? No. Oh, I know you're going to say. Go ahead. Um, oh, who was it? We took out the Revenge is Coming. Revenge is Coming, yeah. We had a, a wonderful general called Mike Ammon, a goalkeeper. Yeah. Uh, another friend of mine, actually, and he's in IT now, and I actually speak with him on a regular basis. He's a really good guy. Um, and he was a good goalkeeper. And... Um, um, he uh, received a vicious uh, kick uh, from Mamadou Diallo, um, yeah. who was a thug, um, and um, on the field, um, collapsed lung, uh, it, broken ribs, collapsed lung, um, nearly killed him, actually. Um, ambulance had to come out and the whole thing. It was horrible, horrible. Um, and um, 
Pecky took exception. A lot of people took exception to that. So anyway, Pecky, next time we played him, took him out, right? Um, and and be, and he lifted up his jersey and he had a white T-shirt underneath which said "Revenge is sweet." Um, and he got fined for it, I think, or whatever. But anyway, that jersey is hanging up in uh, Legends in New York in a bar. There is a frame, right? But ironic. Who next year? Who did the, the, the Metrostars sign? Mamadou Diallo. Okay. <laughs> And on the first game, he scored a hat trick. Um, and so everybody was cheering him. Um, but I think it was about the fourth or fifth game, he got a red card, uh, refused to refused to leave the field, and he was cursing and flipping off people. And so I threw a bag of ice at I threw a bag of ice at him. But anyway, <laughs> it, um, uh, he was a disaster. But that's why uh, that's when my Pecky became a legend. You know? Yes. Also, also in Giant Stadium days, he used to come out to the tailgate before the before the uh, the game. And have a beer with the guys before the game, and you know, but that's you know, that's too much information. But <laughs> believe, believe it, we don't have to win his name, believe it out of that. Um, you actually sent me some great photos here. Oh, yeah, you, you actually picking that your seat. I never, oh, yeah, I've never, I've never seen Red Bull Arena other than the state I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, it was great. It, it, what they did, they um, they asked us, you know, if we wanted season tickets when we left Giant Stadium, and of course, we said yes. And um, they gave us um, they gave us an event where we could actually go, um, and here it is: uh, we could actually go to the stadium and pick out the seats we wanted. Yeah. Um, and um, so I went. Uh, we had to wear a hard hat and the whole thing, all right? And we went, and um, I picked out the seats you know, right behind the goal where we are. They were the same seats from Giant Stadium, mm -hmm. the same location, um, but obviously the, the tunnel was there. There you go. There you go. Straight from. And by the way, underneath you can see I have a, a referee jersey on because I just came from a high school game. Oh, yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah. But uh, but um, um, yeah. And we picked out those seats. Um, so it was a nice thing actually, and uh, um, nice. There it is. Um, it looks very different today, but uh, it was a it, it was a nice event. So um, the stadium, you know, at the time when it was built, it was definitely the best stadium in MLS. Best, you know. Uh, the grass is superb, by the way. I mean. Grass is second, and it's just great. And um, there's been a couple of not other stadiums now, I think, who've surpassed it, you know, a little bit better. But but it's still a great great stadium. There's not a bad seat in the stadium. You, you can see everywhere. Um, it's uh, and when it's full and, and it's very noisy. Mm. You know, I've been I've been I've been on the field a couple of times for different things, and that sound really carries, right? Really carries. You know, some some stadiums the singing. You could be one end under the stadium. You won't hear the singing at the other end of the stadium, right? Because because of the way it's built. But here, uh, I mean, even last night when we do let's go rebels, you know, we get the whole stadium going. Last night, it's it's really loud. It's really loud. Um, but it's interesting where I sit. Uh, you you know where I sit, right? The front row, right behind the goal there, right? Uh, we're so close. We hear the players talking all the time. You know, um, 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 they hear us too, by the way. <laughs> but we, you know, they hear, last night they were hearing it. But but it's interesting, and it is interesting. How, uh, and I think during the COVID time, when there was no fans, uh, I, I, people were, were surprised how, how much the players actually talk to each other. Um, there's a lot of talking going on, right? Hmm. There was there wasn't last night, but <laughs> but because <laughs> that's one thing they weren't talking. They weren't talking. But uh, you know, um, they, they, they they do a lot of talking. A lot of talking. Breaking news coming through. Flo Below has officially betrayed to Cincinnati. That's now official. Okay. He's now a Cincinnati player. What do we get for him, though? Um, let me get checked. Jet literally going through now. We've got £50,000 GAM. 
Okay. He could get additional 50,000 right. if he meets certain based performance. Okay. Performance based metrics, but, but, but no player, no players. So I would imagine I don't know. So was, he t- was he taking up a green card? Uh, he's French, isn't he? He's not American. The rumor no. that we, we were going to get Cameron in return for him, by the way, that was the rumor last night that we were going to yeah. get Cameron, right? Doesn't say uh, that here. No, I know. Um, Flo, f- listen, um, I like Flo. I, I, I actually spoke to him at length. Uh, uh, two weeks ago, he came to the Rebel Two game. He he suited up and played in the Rebel Two game. Uh, I think it was two weeks ago, and uh, I've got quite friendly with him over, over the years, especially during his recuperation after after his surgeries. He used to sit with us and talk with us. Lovely guy. I mean, just yeah. a lovely guy. And to do what to, to to go through what he went through with the two legs, right? It's bad enough to do one and then he did the other one, <laughs> right? Um, I actually thought when he was playing on the field that he was a really, really good player. Um, never the same, though, since that, that those injuries. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, you and I have spoken earlier on. We have uh, so many midfield players, right? So many midfield players. So uh, he's not getting a chance to play, right? Um, so if he can keep healthy um, and, and it's, you know, not get injured, um, he will do very well in Cincinnati. He will. He'll do well. I think also, like... He was very injury prone, let's be honest. Like, he had quite a lot of injury issues. But he was a great player. Like, he was so important to that 2018 season. Was a huge player part of that season. And we won the Shield record but, point. Yeah, he, but, he, that was his best season. Um, and Jesse Marsh loved him, by the way. Yeah. Um, I don't think I don't think uh, Chris liked him so much, but Jesse did love him, um, and he's very well liked. Um, he came over to us after the game last night, actually, and now, now I'm thinking about hearing that he got traded. One of the things he said uh, uh, it was thanks for all your support. Um, maybe he knew he was going, but uh, he, we didn't know at the time. So uh, he came over and shook our hands after the game last night. He was the only player who did that, actually. So. Come to think about it, I think he knew he was leaving. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it all adds up. Yeah, it all We don't think about these sort of things, do right. you? No, no. When, just... when, when these sort of things happen, you think, oh. Right. Um, so that's that's that's, that's quite not a shock because he will got well, his last night. You know, we spoke earlier, right? Okay, we got money. What are we going to do with it? What are we going to do with it? That's the thing. <laughs> we're, now, we're now, what's the time in the US now, Keith? Uh, the time right now is 3.11. 11 um the deadline day shuts at 12 a.m so we've got about seven hours seven eight hours yeah yeah a bit get don't lose any sleep <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be up we're gonna be up to good night don't lose any sleep and this, this is a good time for a bit of a plug i think you're gonna find out all the latest news okay at okay yeah. This is a good time for the little plug, I think, don't you? Get that cheeky plug in. Um, <laughs> so, we're moving on from Giant Stadium. Mm-hmm. I've got a photo somewhere that's now gone because <laughs> I'm looking at the five low thing. Um, so let me take a back it up. Sorry, you, you talk for a bit while I find it. Oh, no, yeah, just touching on um, that photo. I just obviously, I just speak for every Red Bull fan here when we say, do we just wish him? All the best in health, more than yeah. anything. Yeah, we just want him to get serious game time under his feet because he deserves it. He's been a brilliant servant, and the two te- ACL tears was 
horrid to see, especially how positive he was coming back off the first one, yeah. rehabilitation. Then when he done the second one, but he was one of them players as well that a bad word never really come out about him. And I think it was a testament to his character at RB and why that it don't matter if he was playing for the first team or two, they always gave his all. And he's a player that'd be sad to see missed. But hopefully, when we do see him playing for Cincinnati, that he's on the pitch, healthy, and getting some serious game time. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Hundred percent. He lovely guy. Um, that I, I actually think over the last couple of years, we we've lost players who are not only great players but just love. But you know, Robles, Dax, um, you know these guys, lovely guys. I mean, oh my goodness me! You know, I've spent a lot of time with Robles. What a gentleman! What a guy! Right? So, gives so much time for, to to the fans and stuff like that. So when they leave. It, it's a big hole, you know, and not just because of their performance on the field, but what they do off the field. And he was very generous with his time with Robles, you know. Um, some of the others were uh, uh, not the same, but he was uh, – uh, we have a player now, Ryan Mira, right? Ryan Mira, a backup goalie, you know, he's been around about mid ten, nine or ten years, right? Won the U.S. Championship with the RB2 team. Um, um, this guy is just a, a gentleman, you know. He always comes up to me for the game. He comes over like last night we talk. He just got engaged. We're talking about that. His brother's a fireman, the whole thing. You know, this guy will do uh, – not this game, the New England game, one of the balls went into the stands and hit a lady in the face, right, really bad, but hit her right in the face. Um, and he rushed over. Um, he got the, med the the trainer from the team to come over – in warm-ups, this was. Got the trainer, yeah. the trainer in the team to come over and take care of her, right, um, and funny, funny, yesterday when they started warming up, he went over to her and said – Watch and he stood in front of her with his arms up just to you know, make sure she was like, just a really nice guy, you yeah. know. Uh, and Flo's one of those guys, he's just a real nice guy. Um, and, and you're 100%. If he can keep healthy, um, uh, it'll be great for him. Um, and I think he'll do well in Cincinnati, you know. Yeah, definitely. And actually, the really good thing I'm really glad you talk about Robles. We actually are moving on to when you met so it's Robles. This is you, it's Robles. Um, there it is. That's his goodbye. That's his good. Uh, he, he, that's his uh, goodbye event we had. Um, yeah. This Robles, like he's not that bad. He's the best goalkeeper Ripples ever had. Uh, well, people argue about that. They say Timmy Howard was better than him, but uh, I disagree. I would. I would say Tim Howard's probably a better goalkeeper, but Lewis did. Lewis did more for Ripples. Correct. I mean, I think that's a fair argument. Correct. Like. A little bit. It's obviously also he came in as a third choice. When we came in third choice in 2012, Ryan Mera was. He was two. He was two weeks away from being out of football. You know that, right? Exactly. Two weeks of being out of professional football. Yeah. Signed up to, to be a realtor, was it? Sound for something. Yeah. It's something. something different. Yeah. And then went to one of the longest Street. streak of games, which become an MLS Iron Man. Like, yeah, he, was it 183? Going crazy Sorry like about that. that. Something like that. That's not normal. That's not normal in professional soccer. It's very rarely in professional Yeah, I'm just trying to I'm trying to think in the Premier League what, what who would be the Ironman goalkeeper in the Premier League in the last 10, 15 years. I'm trying to think. Please say Peter Check. Oh yeah, but he got smacked in the head pretty hard. That was that was the end of that for right, for a while, right? Um probably yeah, probably. Probably Peter Check, probably. Oh, well, what about Kenny? What about um, the guy from Arsenal? Our Arsenal friend who know there? David uh, Seaman. 
David Seam, he was he was in between the yeah. post for a long time, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was, and yeah, I like David Seaman too. Um, him in his ponytail. Um, but it's um you know, I, I think um one thing about the US, they do produce great goalkeepers. And it's very interesting. I don't know if you know this, but like Timmy Howard was drafted by the basketball out of out of, out of school, right? Yeah. Um, all uh, same as um, uh, um, all all the goalkeepers were very good basketball players. And you think about it, what do they do with basketball? They use their hands, right? Okay, mm. right. So so um, uh, we've had a great uh, success with some really good keepers in in, in the US. Um, you know, um, Tony Miola probably the first one that got came to attention, right? Um, uh, Keller, Casey Keller. Um, who's the other one? I just trying to, I'm trying to think the other one who played for Jimmy um, Howard, but there was one before that. He's an announcer now. I'm trying to think of his name. But anyway, he's some really good goalkeepers. Um, and we have a couple of good goalkeepers now too. Um, oh, the US, you know, but... Um, I think, that too, you met... Lewis Wobblers, you mentioned Lewis Wobblers. Mm-hmm. Um, just such a great guy. Like, yep. my game, our game I came out to was I came out to the DC game, final, final home game of the season. Okay. 19. All right. And I think by then, I don't we know we didn't know about Vegemite Phillips then, mm-hmm. but I had pretty much guessed it would be Wobblers last season because he was 35. He was playing, his knee had been pretty much shot by then. And so I, I, I thought I sort of knew Wobblers went with a match longer, and I was really glad I got to see Wobblers before we left because, well, you, you think about this era we had, we know I know we were new era, but you think of the Jesse March era, or even even before we're successful years, we say we're winning three three shields. Mm-hmm. Phillips and Lewis Wobblers are like the pain, the pillar of that, along with so I was also say Dustin Carty. Like them three players have like pillars of that era. Have you agree with that? Oh uh, yeah, uh, without Bradley scoring twenty four goals or whatever it was, and without Robles between the pipes, right, we wouldn't have won those supporter shoes, right? No. But but it was not only the performance on the field that it's you know, um, you know, Robles was the captain. I never like a goalkeeper being a captain actually, no, but, but 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 he, I mean, he took that role. Um, encouraged you know the encouragement you could see the encouragement he gave especially the younger players right um they would listen to everything he would say i mean you know he'd be on a corner he'd be in the net he'd be screaming at them right screaming at them to where to go they would they, do, do, i don't know if you know the um not now alex the not now alex yeah i was gonna say it, but yeah yeah you know right alex will bend over to do his shoelaces up in the corner and he screams at him not effing now alex right and uh, <laughs> the, but he had that effect and he was just a great player um Ter- uh, terry Henry, right let's be honest nobody had heard of bradley right phillips when he came in right but they've heard of his brother but they never heard of him right mm-hmm. uh, all right nobody expected nobody not even the front office the coaches nobody nobody expected him to do as well as he did right right uh, but a lot of that was due to Henri, right um because Henri made bradley right phillips a better player right without a shadow of a doubt um but Henri says about, about bradley you know he scored 25 goals he should have should have scored 50. Right, because uh, you know, because he he used to miss a lot of oh, goals, yeah. 
right? He used to score a lot of goals, but my God, he used to miss a lot too. And of course, he never really scored that big, big winning goal in a big, uh, in a big game. He was always short on that. But they did him bad in the end. You know, they retired his number, you know, a season before that and the whole thing. It, it just didn't make sense to me, all that. You know, had a big ceremony about retiring his jersey and the whole thing. You do that when somebody leaves. You don't. You do that when somebody's still playing. Um, yeah, you know, but um, when he scored that 100th goal and he took off his jersey and he had it, I thought that was class. That was, that was classic, you know. Um, and they had a timer in the stadium. Every time he scored, they they turn it, you know, turn it over. You know, uh, well, it goes. Yeah. He's still doing it now. Still doing it now. Now that he's still doing it. He's not quite like he was two years ago. Well, he, he, listen, they, they picked him up to to, to cover Zardes when Zardes was away in the Gold Cup, and he did he did the job and he did it pretty well. So, um, you know, but I it, I wish he was still with us. I'd take him off the bench for the last twenty minutes at any game right now. So. Um, but anyway, you know, here's what it is. You can't, you can't change these sort of things. And I, I know it's going to be sad. We had to quite bits years Red Bull again. I know it's sad. I know we don't want to. I know we look back at the previous times where everything was glad and brilliant. But um, we've got Chicago over this weekend. Yeah. It's at what's the corner? Soldiers Field. Field. I, I don't know what it is. Not yeah, not old place anymore. Have they? We moved again. Yeah, yeah. Again now. So that's all the again. It's is, is it on TV here? Do we know? It's on um, Premier Sports One so for any. We can't watch UK it. So that's a premium one, so we can't watch it. Um, there's a good kickoff for us. It's 11 p.m. kickoff for us. That's as close as that's that's like close to as a normal kickoff time we get here. Um, so I don't mind that. So we'll we'll find a way to watch that somehow. Um, I don't know how, but we'll find a way. Well, they played last night uh, to a 0 0 draw last yeah. night. Um, I just watched some of the highlights this morning. It wasn't wasn't great. Um, they've been they've been playing okay. Um, you have to think that coach will have our players up for that game, especially after last night. Um, it's a it's a bit of a, a, a trip. To Chicago, so they they probably fly out on on uh, Friday because uh, of the COVID and stuff. They'll fly out on, on Friday. You know, um, I will tell you the COVID's coming back here in quite a bit, so a lot of states are now having a mask mandate and all that sort of stuff back in. So that's in everybody's mind. Um, but you know, um, if you ask me, will we win? Um, I would think we probably will. Uh, I, I was uh, more confident last night before the game, but. Uh, I, I cannot imagine the team not being up for this game against Chicago. I cannot imagine it. Um, I think and, the team needs to be up for it. You know, all our, all our games this season, the rest of the games are going to be must-win games if we're yeah. going to make the playoffs, right? This is a must-win game, right? Because we can't win three, lose three games in a row in the manner with which we lose. Even if even if it's a 5-4 thriller, we score five goals and lose 5-4, we can't do that. We we have to win this game, um, I, and I don't know what the answer. Uh, you know, defense will hold. Um, hopefully, Royer can be back on the bench at least, uh, and we can bring Royer off the bench because uh, we're really missing Royer right now. Uh, that's um, the thing. That's the main thing. Like our main striker on the bench is Tom Barlow. He's our main striker off the bench. <laughs> Isn't that quite depressing? 
Like no disrespect to Tom. He's a nice guy. I followed I followed Tom Barlow for a couple of years, right? As I said, I go to the RB2 games, right? And in the USL level, he was tearing up the place. Yeah. I think he scored 22 or 23 goals or something in the full season, right? Any time they were going in, like, unbelievable, right? Um, he was playing really, really well. Um, and, and him and Brian White both, I think, deserved the, um, the opportunity to go up to the first team. Yeah. But it, but it's not working, right? It's not working, right? Now, he's running around last night. He's running around, running around. Um, and then the only chance he gets, right, at the end there, he fluffs it, right? Um, um, it, it's, it's, it's so disappointing. There have been a couple of players in the last few years who have been pillarized by the fan base. Alex Mule was hated, right? Alex Mule. And everybody used to make fun of him. Mule's a donkey and all this sort of stuff, right? Right. Okay. And now it's Barlow, right? Mm. Anytime Barlow comes out, the, the, the fan base, they just have no faith in this kid, right? Um, you know, Brian White actually played pretty well for a while until uh, the trade, right? Um, he, he played pretty well. Um, the other guy I was disappointed who left, by the way, was Jason Stroud, right? I, I like Stroud a lot, and he got mm. traded away, all right? Um, so, but, you know, the question is, who do we start up front on against Chicago? Uh, you know, uh, Kamala is still, I think, I think is probably the option uh, with Fabio, right? Um, but if Kamala can go the full 90, I don't know. The other, the real option uh, in off the bench is Barlow, and I don't think, I don't think that works. No, I think, I think especially with the formation that we're playing with at the moment, we've you've got obviously the two main number nines, and then the two like Carmona and Clark behind him. I don't yeah. know. I'd be quite interested just to see for a game whether if we just went for one up top in terms of a Fabio or a Kamala, and maybe bring in Frankie Amaya as like more of a number ten, maybe to try something different. Because obviously at the moment we've got to, but it's a bit of a loose end at the moment where. We are playing well. We're keeping possession, but it's just mm. not in that final third, getting the ball across the line, which is the most important bit. So, yeah, and, and coach has been speaking about Amaya all week. He's actually touting him as a, as a you know the next uh, big star and everything. And I'm surprised he he didn't start yesterday. Actually, um, no, I, I I agree with you. Um, four five, uh, maybe just keep Fabio up top by himself, mm. right? And then Duncan, uh, Duncan, uh, uh, Clark, and. Uh, um, um, Maya maybe back in you know back in Caseras maybe. Um, mm. My biggest issue is not defense. I, I, although we're, we're not good in defense, we're actually better in defense than any other uh, position right now. Uh, is that when Tolkien and Duncan uh, go up and play as you know wing backs, which they actually play more like wingers actually than wing backs, mm. right? They don't get back, right? They don't get back in time. Right, so that leaves Edwards and 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 and, uh, and Sean Davis who, who who have to go back to clear up the mess. It's great that they go down the wing. It's great they do that, but they got to go back. Hmm. And, and and a lot of the goals that we've given up in the last few games have been on breakaways because there's no one there to to, to sweep up. Right. Um, and the other thing I don't like Coronel. He plays. He play, he play, he's on the forty yard line. Why are you standing on the forty yard line? Get back in your net for God's sake. Are they nearly. Did you see yesterday? They nearly. They try to chip yeah. him. Yeah, they yeah. try to chip him. Right, that's going to happen. That's going to happen, <laughs> right? Um, so uh, I, I think it's a good idea. Fabio up front by himself, um, uh, and uh, four five one type of thing, right? And, and see, see how it, how we go. Um, but I, 
again off the bench we have we don't have much of it you know yeah. fernandez no um uh, I, I just i i just don't i don't see it you know i don't see mm. it it's, yeah, right. it's we were just very, lucky, yeah, just very lucky in the past that the depth was there. That in worst case situation, there was players to come off the bench to change a game. And I don't, I don't know, you can point fingers at everyone's got someone else they want to blame for that. But at the end of the day, when you're building a squad, you've got to look at the depth. And there's always points in the season, no matter how good or how bad you are, that you'll go through either an injury mm-hmm. crisis or a lack of form. And sometimes you mm-hmm. just need something different. And I've always said it's a lack of wingers in the squad that you've got a load of players who can play in the middle who can do a job out wide, a Carmona, a Clark. But sometimes you want a winger who's going to stand on the sideline and just runs. He can run up and down, cut in. You see it work so well in the league. If I look at Orlando, for example, with Antonio Nani, he does Mm -hmm. great. He can pick a ball up on the wing and cut in. And having that winger option could be very very key but it's just a shame that there's a lack of that at the moment within the setup. I thought I thought Josh Sims was going to be that guy by the way. Mm. I, th- I actually thought he was going to be the guy for a while and he, he was disappointed he left. No you're 100% right a pure winger and if it's a left winger it's even better but a pure winger right, uh, we haven't had for, for a long time Dave Vandenberg probably the last w- winger that we had uh, uh, right um, and he was not a, a true winger but he always used to play on a wing um, and um, Lloyd Sam as well he used to come yeah. down that wing Right. Um, yeah, I agree with you 100%. Um, these wingbacks, you know, wingbacks, I don't know. I never grew up with a wingback, but these fullbacks, they're called wingbacks now, whatever. Right. Um, you know, Kima Lawrence used to do it, but he had the speed and the know how to get back. Right. Tolkien's young, Duncan's young, and it's great to press. Great to pr- and, and the coach wants them to do that. But too many times they're leaving gaps at the back. That that worries me. So that worries me. And the fact that we have no five, five. 100 million, 100 million pounds. So that's $135 million. Yeah. yeah. He's not worth that, guys. Just, just, he, he's, just, worth, he's worth whatever. No, I'm just telling you, he's not worth that. No, he's not. He, 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 you know, yeah. so, so what, what, if he's worth that, how much is Harry Kane worth then? Exactly. But if, I, if he's worth 100 million, how much is Barlow worth? I would say 150 million <laughs> sailors. Don't, yeah, get going. Listen, listen, don't, don't, don't get me going, uh, Ronnie. I've been try, trying to stay calm here, you know, and not swear and, not, and be very nice. But uh, um, there is a player called So, S O W E. He's a play, he plays for um, Rebel 2. Uh, he's an attacking player. Um, I think he has better skills on the ball than Barlow. He's a big kid, he's strong. Um, the only thing he has, he has a bit of a temper on him, so he tends up getting a lot of yellow cards and stuff. But right now, I think he's worth throwing him up there and, and giving him a shot. Um, uh, Jurgensen's down there. You, you don't want Jurgensen. Um, there's a guy called Raffanello who, who's putting uh, has the goal of the week on USL. Um, you know, he's pretty good. Uh, but the rest are very young, very very young. Uh, we have 16 year olds, 17 year olds, so they're very young. But um, uh, I, I'd give so a, a shot, maybe. They're not going to do it, I don't think. But uh, I, I would give him a shot. He can't do any worse than Barlow, can he? Exactly. You know, and that's you know. the whole point of the Rebel 2 side is, is developing the future as his yeah. label. And what is, at the end of the day, if you've got a good young player coming through, 
give them a go because it's not like they're afraid to use young players because we've got obviously Tolkien's just had his birthday, so he's 19. You've got 18 year old, a couple of 18 year olds starting, a couple of 20, 21 year olds. It, it's no harm sometimes trying to youth play because you are, you can have a breakout star and then bang, you've got someone new for your squad. Or if it don't work, you say, right, we've developed you a bit more in the twos and then you'll come back in pre season next year and give it a go again. But Ronnie, uh, we will mention this before, before you were hit on board, right? The problem is you can have all these young players and that's fine, right? But you need one or two veteran players 100%. on the team because they keep everything together. They keep the young kids yeah. in line. We have not, Sean Davis is, is, is the, uh, again, I, I, I promised I wasn't going to mention Sean Davis, but I'm not a Sean Davis fan, but, but, you know, he's the captain. Um, and, and, you know, how old is he? 26 or something? I don't know. Right, right. Um, we need a couple of seasoned pros in there, 30, 31, 32-year-old guys have been around, right? You know, they, they, they can take the knocks. They can, they can help solidify this team. Um, and um, we just don't have that. We've got rid of the guys, but we didn't replace them with anything. You know, we got money for Velo today. Let's go get, go get somebody. Go get somebody, you know, somebody sitting on a bench who's not getting playing time who wants to play. Go get them in, get them. And for some reason, there's the reluctance to do that. And we talked about it at the beginning of the show, right? Fans are leaving leaving droves, man. They they, they just don't get it, you know. Um, And, uh, you know, I'm not going anywhere. But, but, you know, it's just people work hard for their money. They pay their season tickets. They want to go and they want to see a winning team, right? And... But they want to see people give an effort. Last night, I left there thinking they didn't try, right? And they they just didn't try, um, which is which is tough. It's tough to watch. It's not really? good. It's, it's pretty hard to say. It's not very good right now. That's pretty obvious right now. <laughs> it's not great at the moment. Um, I think they will make the playoffs. I think we're just about getting there. I think I might just sneak in. Um, uh, I don't know. I think you're being very. Uh, I mean, they're optimistic, but I'm very yeah. optimistic in nature. Um, I think they'll get quite sneaking if a bottle run together. That's but, the thing. They need to butt their ideas up to be able to get into that form. I'll tell you what. If they if they lose if they lose in Chicago, and then who do we have next? We have um, Miami. I think coming up right. Miami and uh, D, uh, NYFC. Right. So, we've got to get at least six points out of those three games. Yeah, definitely. Six points. It's not. It's not going to be easy. We know that. Next week there'll be no podcast. Run will be here again, and it's going to be. We'll do it up on Tuesday next week for like I'm back in the office next week. <laughs> so next Wednesday, Wednesday and Thursday at this time, I might just get home. Out of the stuck in the traffic coming back from London. So, I said we'll be recording on Tuesday, very catch on Tuesday. And we're going to be joined by one of the only Gary Redman of the RB. Gary's a, good, Gary's a very good friend of mine. Gary's and, great. Uh, he's, Gary. a, he's a good guy. Good guy. So, you'll, you'll enjoy Gary. Very I've knowledgeable. Had him, I've had him before. He's a great guy. I love Gary a lot. Very knowledgeable. Very knowledgeable. Um, In fact, I'll be. I, I do the uh, Facebook thing with him on on the RB two games, so I'll be doing that with him on Friday. So, um, you know, is that the oh, what's it called? Match 
whatever it's called. Whatever it's called. You know, yeah. right, I like to watch. I do stay involved in that. Rebel, yeah. Rebel Two Games. Uh, um, he, he he does the discussion group, and I I, I do all the, the the BS during the game. Right, I try and watch the game, and I'm on my phone most of the time. So. You know, but listen. Before we hang up, I gotta, I gotta tell you something. Right, first of all, I've really enjoyed meeting you guys and speaking with you. Thanks for having me on. It's been a pleasure. Uh, when you come, right? When you come to um, over and for a game, uh, I'm inviting you on behalf of the Viking Army Supporters Group, okay, to come out to the tailgate. Okay, um, you will get a scarf. You get all the t-shirts. You get all the stuff. You get drunk out your head, okay, um, and you'll enjoy yourself with the Viking Army, okay. And we'll get you on the field before the game, okay? Um, and you'll get to meet Fernando, the kit man, all those guys. We'll take care of you. So when you come, let me know, oh, and we'll take know. we'll take we'll take care of you. We'll be, we'll be you soon. When the boards when yeah. the boards are open. All right, all right man. When the boards are open, we'll we'll be there. You can't keep us away. Um, <laughs> so as I said it's about it today. One thing before we go, I'm gonna ask you for a score prediction. Not gonna go about a score prediction. <laughs> Two one win. Two one win. Okay, I'm going for. I'm for a three two win. I'm not too confident of, of not leaking goals. What about okay. you, Wally? I don't want to be the dampener of the mood, but I'm going to take a score draw. I'm going to say one all, and I'm going to be. Okay. And then we're going to take that form in, and then there's a certain team in light blue, three games away that we're going to just build up slowly, and then we're going to destroy them. Yeah. But I'm Next going to say week. score draw. But I think I could see us nicking the three. I think. I think it's time for. A, for all the fans to stop the brief meltdown, have be positive, and then there'll be another tube meltdown at some point. Hopefully, next time we think... next time we talk, Ryan, let me tell you about what happened to me at uh, Highbury one time. Uh, you'll never believe what happened to me one time. Oh. I'll, tell you, I'll tell you all about that. I look forward to it. <laughs> it pleasure having you on, Keith. Absolutely, no get you on again. Um, got far more. Maybe I'm maybe most optimistic here. It might be a Mercedes Cup final. Oh, here we. Optimistic. Oh so optimistic. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. We'll get you on again soon. It'll be a pleasure having you on. Um, All the best. Thank you, thank you for thank thank you you for much, those photos on match day. It makes no, that feel like we're... No, no problem, I'll keep doing it. We're there, but not quite. So, <laughs> Misha, keep brown, everyone. Thank you very much. So much. Thank you, Steve. Um, so that, of course, that is pretty much nearly the end of our show. Uh, you can join us again next week. This will be a super side episode. And now I'm saying that we, we're nearly at one minute 40, so it probably be about the same sort of size. But we can have two guests. We're going to be talking to Gary Redman um, as we look back on the Chicago game. Hopefully, hopefully we win. And we're going to be joined by NYCFC guest as we preview the first Hudson River Derby of the season. It's a big one. And Red Bull need a points if we want to get in the playoffs. Thank you very much for what's listening on whatever platform you're on. Thank you for getting involved. Thank you for keep coming on. Thank you for to Scott who tried to get to lead you to technical issues. And thank you for Ronnie for popping at the last minute when Always I sent you a pleasure. message on WhatsApp. Always and a pleasure. Always a pleasure. It's time to work with this. Mm-hmm.